You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the program. This is Morning Breath, the drive time devotion. Devotion. Sure to jumpstart your day. It's Thursday, May 20th, and we're so glad you've taken time out of your day to get into the Word of God. That's what Morning Breath is all about. We read a chapter. Spend some time in the chapter with the Lord, just reading and thinking about what it's saying and how it applies to our lives and what Jesus is saying to us personally. And then we come down to the studio here at the Merritt Island campus of East Coast Christian Center, and we read the chapter on the air, and then we talk about wherever God leads us in the chapter. My co-host today is Pastor David Gammon. How are you doing, Pastor David? I am doing great, Pastor Dan. I am so excited for this chapter. Luke really drops a lot of stuff out in Luke 20 here. Yeah, there's a lot going on in this chapter. Uh, Jesus has got a little confrontation going on. He's being confronted, yet he's still loving and teaching and trying to reach so good. Uh, people. It's uh, We serve an incredible Savior. Come on. Well, I'll tell you what, if you guys want to jump in and, and follow along with us as we go chapter by chapter through uh, the Bible here, not every single book of the Bible, but a, a lot of them, a lot of the New Testament as well. So uh, here's what you do. You go to our website and you click on the Morning Breath tab. You'll be able to see any of the chapters we've gone into. You'll be able to see the ones we're going into. And maybe if you missed one, are you are you doing a personal devo yourself and you want to go look at our thoughts on it, you know, what God's breathed on our hearts and what we've shared, you can go see past episodes as well. Another great way to do that is the app. Go get our app. You can get anything from the worship experience too from the weekends. And that's that's the word and the groups and everything we're doing on, on the weekend here at, at East Coast Christian Center. And follow us on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube, you'll be able to be, you know, just encouraged throughout your week with positive, just uplifting content that we put out. And if none of this can work for you, if you're not in the digital community yet, just 321-452-1060. Give us a call. That's 321-452-1060. And we'll help you take your next step to get this stuff. That'd be awesome. We'd love to do that. So uh, not really a lot of announcements going on. Um, No. Kind of rolling into, just got done with what, Mother's Day? We're moving towards... What we have it? a huge announcement. <clears throat> what is we have it? a groundbreaking announcement. What is and it? And this is for everybody listening right oh now. Oh my gosh. Yes. If you don't, if you didn't listen, this day needs to be marked on your calendar. If you're hearing this for the first time, Publix is giving free cookies out again. All right. Are you serious? Yes. I don't like cookies. But you don't like cookies. No. Is it well, for kids? Yes. I remember when they <laughs> took the free cookies away. Oh my gosh. That was devastating for our trip. It was. It was the thing that would contain our kids for about five minutes for us to sprint to get the stuff we needed at the store. Publix has said, you know what? The free cookies are coming back. Thank God. You know what? I also think it's time to come back to church. Yeah, good call. I think it's time. So cookies in church. Cookies in church. If Publix will bring the cookies back, I think it's time to take the next step and let's let's head back into church. If you want to throw a mask on, there'll be no judgment. If you don't want to have a mask on, Guess what? There's still no judgment. We're just going to say, hey, come in. And there's spaces and places available. So you can come in and Spaces spew. and places? Yep. Man, you're like, I feel like, you're a, Jimmy, like a raptor. Or a, rap- a Jimmy Buffett song. You're a raptor. Changes in attitude, changes in latitude. Yeah, that's a good, <laughs> good line, too. Is raptor, is that the right phrase? It is. Huh. It is. No, rapper. <laughs> Raptor's a dinosaur. You are kind of dinosaurs sometimes, too. <clears throat> come on. Yeah. Just oh, so, man. So, yeah, we uh, we got like um, 47 40, right? verses. Yeah, so I thought maybe uh, through 23. Okay. And then you can read, uh, it's uh, maybe, yeah, 20, 22, 23. Okay. I'll read through 20. 
I'm doing NLT. <clears throat> oh boy. I'm reading uh, New King James. Awesome. Surprising, right. huh? Yes. Right. <laughs> All right, Pastor Dan, I say to you, read, sir. Now it happened on one of those days as he taught the people in the temple and preached the gospel that the chief priests and the scribes, together with the elders, confronted him and spoke to him, saying, Tell us by what authority are you doing these things, or who is he who gave you this authority? But he answered and said to them, I will also ask you one thing and and answer me. The baptism of John, was it from heaven or from men? And they reasoned among themselves, saying, If we say from heaven, he will say, Why then did you not believe him? But if we say from men, all the people will stone us, for they were persuaded, they are persuaded that John was a prophet. So they answered that they did not know where it was from. And Jesus said to them, Neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things. Then he began to tell people this parable. A certain man planted a vineyard, leased it to vine dressers, and went into a far country for a long time. Now at vintage time, he sent a servant to the vine dressers that they might give him some of the fruit of the vineyard, but the vine dressers beat him and sent him away empty-handed. <clears throat> Again, he sent another servant, and they beat him also treated him shamefully, and sent him away empty-handed. And again he sent a third, and they wounded him also and cast him out. Then the owner of the vineyard said, What shall I do? I will send my beloved son. Probably they will respect him when they see him. But when the vine dressers saw him, they reasoned among themselves, saying, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him, that the inheritance may be ours. So they cast out the vine dressers. Excuse me. So they cast him out of the vineyard and killed him. Therefore, what will the owner of the vineyard do to them? He will come and destroy those vine dressers and give the vineyard to others. And when they heard it, they said, Certainly not. Then he looked at them and said, What then is this that is written? The stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. Whoever falls on that stone will be broken, but on whom ever it falls, it will grind him to powder. And the chief priests and the scribes that very hour sought to lay hands on him, but they feared the people, for they knew he had spoken this parable against them. So they watched him and sent spies who pretended to be righteous, that they might seize on his words in order to deliver him to the power and the authority of the governor. Then they asked him, saying, Teacher, we know that you say and teach rightly, And you do not show personal favoritism, but teach the way of God in truth. Is it lawful for us to pay taxes to Caesar or not? But he perceived their craftiness and said to them, why do you test me? Show me a Roman coin. Whose picture and title are stamped on it? Caesar's, they replied. Well, then, he said, give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar and give to God what belongs to God. So they failed to trap him by what he said in front of the people. Instead, they were amazed by his answer, and they became silent. Then Jesus was approached by some Sadducees, religious leaders, who say there is no resurrection from the dead. They posed this question. Teacher, Moses gave us a law that if a man dies, leaving a wife but no children, his brother should marry the widow and have a child who will carry on the brother's name. Well, suppose there are seven brothers. The oldest one married and then died without children. So the second married the widow, but he also died. The third brother married her. This continued with all seven of them who died without children. Finally, the woman also died. So tell us, whose wife will she be in the resurrection? 
for all seven were married to her. Jesus replied, Marriage is for people here on earth, but in the age to come, those worthy of being raised from the dead will, ne- will neither marry nor be given in marriage, They will ne- and they will never die again. In this respect, they will be like angels. They are children of God and children of the resurrection. But now, as to whether the dead will be raised, even Moses proven this when he wrote about the burning bush. Long after Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob had died, he referred to the Lord as the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. So he is the God of the living, not the God of the dead, for they are, for they are alive to him. Well said, teacher, remarked some of the teachers of the religious law who were standing there, and then no one dared to ask him any more questions. Then Jesus presented them with a question. Why is it, he asked, that the Messiah is said to be the son of David? For David himself wrote in the book of Psalms, Lord said, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit in the place of honor at my right hand until I humble your enemies, making them a footstool under your feet. Since David called the Messiah Lord, how can the Messiah be his son? Then, with the crowds listening, he turned to his disciples and said, Beware of the teachers of religious law, for they like to parade around in flowing robes and love to receive respectful greetings as they walk in the marketplaces and how they love the seats of honor in the synagogues and at the head table at banquets, yet they shamelessly cheat widows out of their property and then pretend to be pious about making long prayers in public. Because of this, they will be severely punished. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Yep, that's kind of a religious battle going on. This is, of course, a triumphal entry has uh, just happened. And so Jesus is in the 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 old cities in Jerusalem, and it says here that they actually watched him in verse twenty and sent spies who pretended to be righteous in order to seize on their words. They're trying to get him in trouble, and they try a lot of different ways. They try, uh, you know, with regular tax law, which is kind of wild because you know they're like, well, the Jews hated the Roman rule because they were taxed very heavily about mm-hmm. it. And so by him responding, they, they knew they were putting him in a, in a place, we would say, between a rock and a hard spot. Because if he said, no, don't pay your taxes, he was in trouble with the government. If he said, yes, you should always pay your taxes, he's in, in trouble with the there. people. Yeah. And so, but then he answers in such wisdom, everybody just goes, wow, wow. that's it. <clears throat> and then they do the religious question. They do the moral questions. They have all these different things, and they're trying to catch him in all these different areas. And I think it's pretty amazing. I mean, just think about when they, uh, when he said, I'll ask you a question. Mm-hmm. And the question he asked was just so amazing that it shut these guys right down. I, I've often thought, man, I wish I was that smart. Right, same here. <clears throat> wish I was smart enough to have the right question to ask that would just disarm the situation. Come on. <clears throat> but anyway. It's pretty amazing watching how he handles things. It's almost like questioning Jesus seems to be a real temperature gauge inside the New Testament. Because mm-hmm. if you go all the way back to the beginning of the New Testament, even in Luke's gospel that we'd see about Luke chapter 2, we would see Mary question Jesus. And his response is so gentle and it is incredible. 
Uh, excuse me, Mary actually questions the angel about the birth of Jesus. All right, so questioning, really, maybe not just questioning Jesus, but having questions. Yeah. You see, sometimes in our faith walk, we feel like having questions or struggling with doubt or not understanding something is a negative thing, and it's mm. not, and you shouldn't look at it like that. It is a growth opportunity for you to be able to learn, learn more about God in you, learn about more about God, m- learn more about Jesus, learn more about the church, and grow together. So never be a ashamed, never be afraid. And that's why small groups are so powerful because you can go into a small group and you can ask questions and have honest dialogue with, with areas where you might be struggling. Cause these guys are asking questions here. And then my, my translation in verse 23, like if I was getting another tattoo, it would probably be this verse. And he saw through their trickery. Uh. Like, and I like that. I like how NLT put that. He saw through their trickery. You know, what's interesting in this chapter Pastor David, is we see both of those. Mm-hmm. You see honest, good questions that Jesus is quick to answer, mm-hmm. but you also see questions that are coming from a wrong heart. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that it is, uh, we want, you know, there's no wrong question, somebody said, or no bad question, but there are wrong hearts. Yeah, they say there's no stupid question. <clears throat> yeah, no stupid question. Now, I, I've heard it said a lot of different ways, but the point is, why are you asking it? You know, yeah. I know I used to ask my uh, Spanish teacher a question because if you could get her talking about something, we didn't have to do the Spanish class. Come on. And so I had evil intentions in my questions. Yep. I was like, you know, how does it really work in another country when you're blah, blah, you know, because she was from another country. And, you know, mm-hmm. I just I just would That's load her awesome. up. Then she'd talk for 35 That's minutes. Awesome. And we were like, oh, we don't have to do work today. So I was... I was wicked in my intention. Yep. You know, you can ask a question from a, a good heart, and it doesn't matter what the question is. You can be fighting with doubt or, as Pastor David said, any issue like that, and just be honest with God, no problem. But if you are, you know, if you're a manipulator and you're deceiving and there's hypocrisy in your life and all that, that's the time that in this religious crowd here, they were getting in trouble. Yeah, they wanted him at one point to fight the war around them when Jesus was fighting the war inside of them because they were like, hey, uh, with this coin, should we tax, like you were saying? Yeah. Well, Jesus is more saying, hey, listen, uh, there's a bigger struggle in your life you yeah. need to go on, and you know, you know, we need to address that. You need to give to God what's God's. Let's get, let's get our focus back, yeah. right? Because look how they even approached Jesus. It was religious leaders, elders, and teachers. You know, they, they, want, they all wanted to make sure that they all got each other's backs. All right. Yeah. But what I love about this is that Jesus comes and he answers all of these. Mm-hmm. But we have to understand Jesus is seated at the right hand of God right now, interceding on our behalf with the Heavenly Father. And because he is up there, he has left the Holy Spirit with us, as we talked about in Luke 12, that we now should not be afraid to address any questions this world has about our Savior, about our faith, about anything that's going on. You know, when he left, it was now the disciples' jobs Mm -hmm. to take the gospel out and answer these questions. Yeah. And so we need to, you know, to make sure that we're in the Word and pressing into God because, trust me, people have questions. Yeah, uh, they do. And if they'll, if you'll, if you'll be a safe place for them to plant their question, they'll ask you. Yep. If you're not a safe place, you know, if you're, you know, react weird or, you know, 
condemn them when they, you know, don't understand or they try to say something. You know, another thing that we've noticed, I've noticed that uh, as a Christian, I had to learn and, and grow out of was when somebody would share something good that they saw in the Bible, you'd blow them out of the water or say, oh, yeah, I've known that for years or, mm-hmm. oh, let me share what I saw, you know, instead of just going, hey, that's great. Or when somebody asks a question, you go, "Man, thanks for thanks for giving me the opportunity." Or, or maybe even say, "I don't really know the answer to that one." You know, sometimes we just got to trust God anyway. Come on. Um, there's a lot of ways to handle that, but uh, uh, the chapter, I think, I think one of the powerful things in the chapter is um, Jesus operating in this partnership with His Father. Yes. And he's he's still, even though it's a rough time for dealing with the religious crowd in that, I think he's still giving them opportunity to 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 change. Oh yeah. That's why he does the parable of the wicked vine dressers. Yeah. He's look, he's saying, look, this is serious, guys. I mean, these guys killed the the master's son, and here he is, the son, telling yep. him the story. He's giving them an opportunity. He is like China. And he says, look, if you if you go the other way, the stone will crush you. But if you fall on the stone, you're going to be broken in like broken in a good way. Right. You know, not like stiff and, you know, stiff necked and full of pride. And uh, he every at every opportunity, he's giving people an opportunity, even the people testing him to hear the truth and turn. And some of them occasionally did. Like it says, uh, then some of the scribes answered, said, teacher, you've spoken well. You know, and these are scribes. These are part of that, you know, mm-hmm. leadership group. So occasionally he did have somebody in the group respond in a positive way. Still trying to reach people, even in the middle of, this is crucifixion well, he, week coming up. He uses their language. He says, hey, listen, David, didn't David write this in Psalms? This is your language. Yeah, yeah. You know this. And and I love that he addresses the heart set of the people. And addressing the heart set and, and referring to David here, you know, here's something also incredible about Jesus. And you can see it in, in what happens after when in the book of Acts, when the when the disciples become apostles and they go out. But you can see it flow with someone that loves God and is filled with the spirit. So when King Saul met someone, he always he would take a strong man and make him weak because he would show his authority, mm. right? But David was so good at making weak men strong. And you would see when the broken, when the lost would come. Then it spins around and they become mighty men. David's mighty men? It's like, how did he take bro- – it's because it's that same heartbeat that we see personified in Jesus Christ that he would take that simple these, – these simple men whom we know walked with Jesus, as it would say in Acts – and they would be world changers. And that's the same with you because, his, his, I mean, not only the Holy Spirit, but the right humble heart set to carry out the purpose, the good works foreordained that God has for us. Well, you know, another big, uh, uh, I guess, theme of this chapter is pride. Mm. You got to really be careful of pride. And, you know, he uses in verse 45, 46, he's talking about it. Verse 46, he says, beware of the scribes. Who desire to go around in long robes, love the greetings in the marketplace, the best seats in the synagogues, and the best places at the feasts. He's talking about that place of, of pride. In fact, they even tried to use pride to catch him over in, uh, <clears throat> let me see, verse 21. 
Then they asked him, saying, Teacher, we know that you say and teach rightly, and you do not show personal favoritism, but teach the way of God in truth. You know, oh, you're so smart. What do you think about? And then the very next thing is one of the questions they tried to catch him. Yep. You know, oh, you are so good at this. Boom. But, but what I'm trying to do is catch you up and, and cause you to fall. And, of course, Jesus didn't fall in pride. But pride is a, is a dangerous thing in this chapter. Another thing that's dangerous in this chapter is fear. Oh, yeah. Because uh, it says, uh, they reason among themselves, saying, if we from, say from heaven, he will say, why didn't you believe me? But if we say from men, they will stone us, for they persuaded that John was not a prophet. See, they had to fear the people. Mm. And the fear of the people paralyzed them. They couldn't answer Jesus because they were afraid. And it that's what fear does. Over in... Uh, in verse 19, it says, The chief priests and the scribes that very hour sought to lay hands on him, but they feared the people, for they knew he had spoken this parable against them. Again, they, they wanted to lay hands on him. They couldn't. Yep. And fear paralyzes. The biggest fear they suffered from was the fear of losing their control and comfort. Oh, that's right. They're like, man, if this, if this carpenter, if this rabbi who nobody knows about keeps doing what he's doing, <laughs> it's that he's going to show everybody we're powerless yeah. and he's going to have control. And then who knows what's going to happen? So they're, they're fully operating out of fear. And you know what? It comes down to this is you want to find out if there's a pride set in your heart. Mm. Ask yourself this. When an end of the year video plays, remember your old high school, like that, you know, um, they, so for some of us, they, they play a video at the end of the year showing like a recap. If you're like, well, where was my picture? Oh, yeah. Where was my picture? Oh, yeah. You know, that's a little indicator. You know, if someone gets blessed, are you like, well, what about me? Mm-hmm. If someone gets a promotion, are you, are you, are you a little bit mm-hmm. disdained by it? Like, these are warning lights for your heart to say, hey, listen. It, something good can't happen to someone else without me being having a bit of offense about it. Mm. Be careful. Be careful with that because, you know, the devil doesn't have to crush you. He just has to puff you up. And if he can do that, it's God that resists you now. Mm. So that's what the big trap these guys fell into. The Bible says we rejoice. Uh, we weep with those who weep and we rejoice with those who rejoice. Notice it says we weep with those who weep. And it's not that we are uh, honored with someone who receives honor. We rejoice with them. So there's a side there that if somebody's hurting, we get on board and we hurt with them. But if somebody's being lifted up or promoted, or we just celebrate with them. Come on. We don't say, hey, what about me? I want to get promoted too. The focus isn't on us, it's on them. But these are hard things. We're not, I'm, we're not, I'm not saying any of this lightly. Because Absolutely. we only know about this looking at the high school video because we looked at ours and we weren't in it. And, you know, we get how that feels. <laughs> so help us, Jesus. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a minute. You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast from East Coast Christian Center. We will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors. At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, Coco, and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone, so come and find your church home with us. 
You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. Barfield Contracting and Associates is a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. They are located in Coca Village but service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. They also offer military and senior discounts and free estimates and appreciate every opportunity they are given. 321-454-4531. That's 321-454-4531. Barfield Contracting, treating you like family. The world desperately needs strong, faithful, and equipped believers ready for battle right now. ECCU provides high-quality instruction at a fraction of the cost of other Christian universities. At ECCU, you will learn who you are, whose you are, and know how to practically exercise the tools God gave you. We offer associates, bachelors, masters, and doctoral programs in theology and Christian ministry. Our number is 321-452-1060. That's 321-452-1060. Extension 102. Find more information at eccuequipped.com. Are you a young adult between the ages of 18 and 29, seeking community and an opportunity to press into the Word of God on a deeper level? Join us at Mezzanine, Sunday nights at 7. Experience powerful and impacting messages alongside like-minded individuals that are passionate about pursuing the heart of God. Download the Mezzanine Church app or visit mezzanine.church to get plugged in. Hi, I'm Scott Langston. I'm a broker associate who has specialized in commercial real estate for the past 27 years. I sell real estate for Remax Elite. I give free broker price opinions to anyone selling real estate. If you are looking to buy or lease real estate, I will represent you at no cost to you. My phone number is 321-403-1111. My website is scottlangston.com. Go out and make it a great day. Pineapple Garden, assisted living facility located in Rockledge. Affordable care with daily activities and a friendly 24-hour staff, making sure you or your loved ones are safe and secure. Find them online at pineapplegarden.com. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing offers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. Welcome back to the Morning Breath Podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts. Welcome back, everybody. You know, one of the things I've, I've taught and learned a lot of things about authority in my life, but I want to kind of go at it from a little different angle. Verse 2, they spoke to Jesus. This is the leaders, the chief priests and that. Spoke to Jesus saying, tell us by what authority you are doing these things, or who is he who gave you this authority? And then Jesus ends up asking them some questions, and he never tells them. But I started thinking about that. What were they really asking him? What gives you the freedom to do what you're doing right now? Why aren't you under our legalistic rule? Why do you stand up and do things you know are going to tick us off or however you want to say it? Why do you have the freedom 
to do these things. Because right before this, the end of chapter 19, he cleanses the temple. He drives out everybody that buys and sells, and he starts teaching there on a daily basis. So it's been a pretty big coup. We don't really see this actually as big as it is, and that's why these guys are freaking out. And they're going like, how in the world are you free to act this way? When, Because a lot of people see authority and think it is bondage. The truth of the matter is true authority brings freedom. Come on. Because the Bible even tells us that the only reason God gives us authority is to build others up. Come on. And Jesus is operating in this true freedom because he's under the authority of the Father and he's on a mission from God. And uh, better than the Blues Brothers, by the way, mission from God. <laughs> and uh, they're, they're basically saying we don't have freedom to be who we want to be. We're all, we're all bound up. And Jesus is saying, man, you can be free. Anyway, just a thought on authority that you may not have had before. Anyway, God bless you guys. Have a great day. See you, See Pastor you David. See you, Pastor Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath podcast.